Good morning for Tuesday, March 1st, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's news on today's front page. Gaddafi's forces strike back at rebels. A majority in a poll back employees in public unions. And authorities muffle calls for change in China. In today's national headlines, Obama offers waiver on insurance mandate. Specter of 1995 shutdown hangs over Capitol Hill. And John Edwards lies low, but that certainly won't last. In today's business headlines, oil drilling will resume in the Gulf's deep waters. Obama trade initiatives are stalled by a partisan feud. And venture investors are being drawn anew to digital music. There will be more business stories along with more national and world news, the latest from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Benghazi, Libya, by Karim Fahim and David Kirkpatrick. It's titled, Qaddafi's Forces Strike Back at Rebels. Colonel Muammar al-Qaddafi's forces struck back at his opponents on three fronts on Monday, with special forces, regular army troops and, rebels said, fighter jets, in an escalation of hostilities that brought Libya a step closer to civil war. But the rebels dismissed the attacks as ineffectual, and Qaddafi faced a growing international campaign to force him from power, as the Obama administration announced it had seized $30 billion in Libyan assets, and the European Union adopted an arms embargo and other sanctions. As the Pentagon began repositioning Navy warships to support a possible humanitarian or military intervention, Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton bluntly told the Libyan leader to surrender power now without further violence or delay. The attacks by the colonel's troops on an oil refinery in central Libya and on cities on either side of the country unsettled rebel leaders and showed that despite defections by the military, the government may still possess powerful assets. Rebel leaders said the attacks smacked of desperation, and the ease with which at least one assault on the western city of Zawiya was repelled raised questions about the ability of the government to muster a serious challenge to the rebels. In an interview with ABC News, Qaddafi accused the West of seeking to occupy Libya. He gave no hint of surrender. My people love me, he said. They would die for me. Those unyielding words and Qaddafi's attacks on Monday were met with both nerves and defiance by rebel military leaders as the two sides seemed to steel themselves for a long battle along shifting and ever more violent front lines. The anti-government protesters who started their uprising with peaceful sit-ins but have increasingly turned to arms to counter Qaddafi's brutal paramilitary forces have promised a large military response that has yet to come. At the same time, government forces have been unable to reverse the costly loss of territory to a popular revolt that has brought together lawyers, young people, and tribal leaders. Libya seemed to be brewing a major humanitarian crisis as tens of thousands of mostly impoverished contract workers tried desperately to flee to its neighbors, Tunisia to the west and Egypt to the east.